Welcome to Teen Talk. It's a podcast for teens by teens. Your host for this episode is Mike Evans. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. Proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. All right, I've got uh, Logan, Maddie, and Saya all joining us. And, you know, you guys bring an interesting perspective because you're students, but you're also athletes as well. So, Logan, I'll start with you. What has this last year plus been like navigating your way through a pandemic as both uh, as an athlete and a student? I think uh, for, for a lot of us adults, you know, we're wondering what what's it like been like for you? It was really difficult. Um, a lot of times it was like day to day. We wouldn't really know. Like teams would get quarantined. We weren't sure if we were going to have a game. Nothing was ever like set in stone. Same way with school. We'd have to go from being in school to out of school just week to week. And that was really difficult. Just But we had to take advantage of every opportunity that we did have. And I also think for me personally, I'm I enjoy being in school. I need to learn with people in front of me and be able to socialize with my peers. So to have to learn online, a lot of it on your own time was extremely difficult, especially managing that with basketball all year. Maddie, how about you? It's definitely weird in retrospect after coming back to school and being able to actually play and see your friends do everything and all of that, it's, you kind of realize what you missed and how significantly the pandemic actually affected you, especially as a social person. It's like definitely difficult being separated from your friends and not being able to play basketball, do an activity that you love. You just kind of have to sit at home and come up with something new. It was definitely just making the most of a difficult situation, but um, I think it definitely resulted in me becoming a more resilient person. So. Saya, how about you? Um, I thought definitely the academics was a lot harder. You don't have your teacher sitting right in front of you telling you what this is. And I took chemistry, so that was kind of hard to be away from all of the labs that we had to do. And for basketball, just not knowing if you were going to get to play that week, if someone was going to come down with COVID and then you had to quarantine. And I feel like not having the constant that was there for me personally really affected just like – it was kind of slow that year, and especially last year, too. It, it felt really slow because you didn't know, and usually basketball kind of sped things up for, for me. Maddie, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you on this one, and, and, and feel free, you two, to just everybody just kind of jump in on this. In, in what ways is it difficult to be a teenager these days? I would definitely say being a teenager requires balancing a lot of different things. A lot of the time, I think adults kind of assume that we don't really have that much that we need to worry about because we don't have a job and we don't have a lot of those responsibilities. But at the same time, you're balancing school, social life and like uh, clubs. So even if you're doing all of those things and you're excelling at them, there's constantly a lot of pressure in your life and you're pushed to do a lot of things that diversify yourself um, just as a teenager. Yeah. I think a lot of the grown-ups don't understand like the things that go through our heads. Like um, for me, especially like 
especially playing basketball, getting a scholarship. You have to work your butt off to do all of that stuff, but it's an uncertain thing that you are working towards because you might not get a scholarship. So I think that it's really hard for them to kind of understand how how much pressure it puts us under to do good and to get good grades and to success, to succeed in everything that we do. Like what Maddie was saying, I think for me, like the time management, I don't think a lot of adults understand. Like she said, people have clubs. We play sports, club sports and high school sports all year round. Um, I work, I have two younger siblings that I'm constantly driving around everywhere and school on top of that, it's very difficult and you have to be able to manage your time super well. The, the role of social media and, and how it impacts you guys, I, in some ways it can be fun, but in, in some ways it, it can be a real challenge and it can cause problems. What are some of the issues that social media pose to teenagers? Go ahead, Saya. Um, it definitely is very quick access to um, someone, and it also provides a mask for people. So people can say things behind other people's backs, and it's not necessarily to their face. And I feel like having that mask, that make, it makes it easier for them to say, um, say things that they wouldn't necessarily say face-to-face. I also think in addition to that, um, you know, like social media helps me stay in contact with a lot of people, which I really appreciate and a lot of old teammates and old friends. But at the same time, like a lot of times I'm distracted by my phone or not really in the present moment, like family dinners and stuff. We've kind of said that it's important not to have your phones because we've noticed that it's just such a distraction and then you're not really enjoying the present and what's going on right in front of you. Yeah, and um, going off of that, I think that for me, I'm not really a big social media person, so it makes it kind of difficult when your friends are and they're trying to talk to you over Snapchat or Instagram and you're just not really a part of that. But more than that, I think that as teenagers, you're already pretty critical of yourself and having all these expectations that are kind of portrayed on social media as far as like what you want to look like, what you should be doing all that it's kind of making it even more difficult on top of having all of those stressors of school and sports it just seems like with with social media you have to be on all the time and you 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 have to be on top of what you say you have to be on top of how you look how you're coming across how you're being portrayed i i, I would think maybe i'm wrong but i would think that that just creates a lot of pressure doesn't it to to almost like you're you're performing and, and is that difficult to do I think it is difficult and I think a lot of times like you were saying there's like a picture of yourself on social media and people meet each other through social media so much more now that I think a lot of times they look at your social media and make that as like an image of you instead of actually getting to know you so it is a lot of pressure creating that image of yourself that you want people to know. Saya? Um, I, yeah, I, I 100% agree with what she just said, exactly. Um, I think that, yeah, I, ju- I just agree 100% with that. 
Maddie, anything new to add? I would agree. I would say that it's really easy to compare yourself, not only to others, but to uh, your past and everything. Especially with social media, you have a lot of reminders of what you looked like a long time ago. And every once in a while, I go back to a post and I go, why did I ever post that? I look absolutely ridiculous. But um, I think that it's definitely an interesting aspect to our life because you don't really live up to everything on social media. Like I have posts and everything that portray my life as being like, Oh, it's so happy. And all the time, so happy. And I have really good clothes and like, I look nice and I have all these, I portray myself as more than what I usually look like half the time. I'm in a sweatshirt and leggings, but you won't see that on my Instagram posts. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah. What is your idea of, of leadership off the court. Now, as basketball players, you have an idea of how you, you try to lead on the court, but away from the court, when you're in school, you're in the hallways, you're in the classroom, you're, you're out with friends. Is there a way that you try, maybe you're not even aware that you're doing it, but maybe as you look back and reflect upon it, that you are leading and how would you describe that, that style? If you would, Saya, go ahead. Why don't you start that one off? Um, well, I don't know. I try to be a genuinely nice and caring person and definitely humble. I don't try to oversell myself. I like to be genuine to who I am. And, um, especially nowadays people try to change who they are depending on who they're with just so they can fit in. And I definitely don't agree with that. I think that you should be your true self a hundred percent of the time. And, um, yeah. Logan. Um, outside of school, I think like I just have to always remember that I'm a representation of the of Lakewood and of the basketball team. So um, if people see me doing something, they're going to assume that of maybe the whole group. So I think just acting responsible, respectful and kind to everyone I encounter will help me look like a leader and help make a good name for Lakewood itself. Uh, I also think just in school as teammates, stopping to say hi to someone in the hallways, talking to each other. I think even in the off season, that is so important because then when it comes to season, that connectivity that the team needs is so important and it's already established. Um, For myself, I definitely used to be really shy, especially when I came in freshman year. And as I've been kind of pushed into leadership positions, becoming a senior, I've grown a lot as a person and I've gained a lot of confidence from basketball that has really helped me succeed in leadership in other clubs at school and just outside of the court. Uh, I have a lot more confidence to do things that I never would have done before just because I have grown that ability from basketball. So I definitely think that it's an interesting, it's an interesting connection between uh, leadership on the court and how you interact outside of it. Do you, ladies, look for ways to help? And, and by that I mean, if you if you see somebody getting bullied, if you see somebody that you can tell is just you know really, really down. Um, you know, just looks unhappy, looks sad. Maybe, you know, maybe you see somebody 
um, you know, crying, you know, after a, a tough day or a, t- a test or whatever. Do, do you do you look for those folk, those kids to be able to, to reach out and help even even kids that, you know, maybe aren't on your team uh, or even that you don't know that well? Do you look to try to find those opportunities to help Logan? I think I look to try and find those opportunities. If I see someone upset or having a clearly rough day, um, I think especially after COVID and seeing how separated everyone was and how lonely a time that was for everyone, I think that just reaching out or checking in on someone, whether they need it or not, is super helpful and can help a lot of people. Um, I definitely try to uh, help in any way that I can. Um, I don't know, especially being only a senior, everything in the world to um, help them. And I feel like adults can definitely help big picture wise. But in the moment, I definitely try to ask them if they're okay. How is their day? Just being the person that they can um, share to can probably help them open up more and feel more confident to talk to an adult who probably has those um, that better information to give to them. You know, Maddie, I, I would think that we're going back to what we're talking about with social media, how everybody you can have a group of six or seven people sitting around and nobody's talking, right? Everybody's just nose buried, face buried in their, in their phones. How, how valuable have you found it to be just the power of just going up and talking to somebody? And how much do you think those people who are having a tough day enjoy and appreciate that opportunity, that outlet, just to, just to talk to somebody, which seems to be less and less these days. I think it's really important, um, especially this summer. I got to interact with a lot of the seventh graders, eighth graders coming into the program, and I kind of saw them come out of their shell. At first, they're really scared to interact with senior high students. I know I used to be. And even in school and all that, I am part of a mentorship program where we mentor junior, junior high students. And watching them just be able to, through just conversation, we're not on our phones, we're able to just participate in activities and get to know each other. Watching them advance just from talking to other people is really impactful. For all three of you, and I'll start with you, uh, Saya, what, what, when you first entered the program and you were a freshman or sophomore, what did you find yourself noticing in the upperclassmen that made an impact on you? that maybe you didn't realize at the time and maybe you don't even realize it now, but that you find you're passing on to the younger classmen, the freshmen, the sophomores that are coming up. What, what did you notice about the, the older kids when you, when you first got there? They were the type of leaders that I wanted to be when I was, when I am what I am now. And so they, they definitely provided a great example of who I wanted to play like, who I wanted to be like, who I wanted to um, mirror my actions off of because they were such great leaders. And I feel like they were, they really took care of the younger girls, especially now that I'm like the only senior. Um, They really took care of me. So um, now I try and do my best to take care of everyone else underneath me. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, I had a great experience with my seniors coming in as a freshman. And just what I noticed is like being thrown onto 
varsity as a freshman, I was super nervous, but um, the seniors on the court, they held you to a high level of expectation. Like if you're gonna be there, you need to play at this level, which was a lot to adapt to, but off the court, they were so nice. They were so supportive, um, always there. If I needed to text, to call, to ask about a play, if I was confused, I knew I could go to them. So just being that supportive off the court, but still holding you to a high level of expectation on the court was extremely helpful for me. For me, when I was younger, I definitely saw both aspects of it. I had a group of seniors that were really kind and included me in everything and really made sure that I felt comfortable in the program. But I'd also seen seniors that were less nice, I guess. And I've seen how much of an impact that has because being kind and just making sure that everyone feels that they're at home, especially in the basketball program, just really enhances their experience and not only makes them a better player that's more committed to playing in the program, but it also helps them off of the court and make sure that they feel that they do belong no matter where they are. I want you guys to kind of turn the, the tables on, on me and other adults that are listening and watching this right now. I have a couple of teenagers, one in college, one in high school, and I'd like to think that I try and remember what it was like to be a teenager, um, but obviously I, I don't remember everything. What would be your message to, to me, to other adults, that you'd want to make sure, hey, if you're a parent, try to remember this when you're looking at your teenager? What, what would come to mind? Maddie, why don't you go first? I guess just parents and adults should just kind of recognize that we are under a lot of stress. And even though it's not the same stress that they're experiencing, it's equally as valid. And, you know, we have to deal with a lot of other things. So sometimes when we have all those pressures on us, um, just being understanding about it and recognizing that they may not be able to help us in that situation, but just being kind and making sure that we feel okay, I guess. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Saya? Um, just to be understanding and, I don't know, check in with your with your kids to see how they're doing. Um, even though they might have a bad day, just hearing your voice and hearing and talking to you might be might be a world changer and make make their day. Yeah, I completely agree with Saya and Maddie. Just patience and understanding, I think, is super important um, just because of all the high stress kids are under today, especially it's just so competitive now, whether that's in school for scholarships or like us on the basketball court, we're under a lot of pressure. And so that patience and understanding can go a long way. Do you do you want your parents to really be involved, to really be asking how you're doing, to uh, not to the point where they're suffocating, but how, how much do you want them to be asking, how was your day? Or do you want them to be able to understand that, you know, sometimes you just got to leave me alone a little bit and let me work through things. I don't necessarily want to talk uh, about it right now. Um, I, I know I, I find that sometimes with, with my own, uh, you know, kids, it's like, man, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm here to help. I, you know, I'm here to help, but I don't want to, 
come across like I'm, I'm bothering you. So how, how can a parent sort of find that, that balance? I think just the little check-ins can be really helpful. And just like you said, just knowing, making sure your kid knows that you're there to help if they need anyone and that you're there to go to. Not always like just asking them about little personal things or, but letting them know that if they need to talk to you or if they're having difficulty or feeling anxious that they have someone they can go to. Let, let me ask all three of you, you're going to be playing in this inaugural uh, first ever basketball tournament coming up with um, the kindness matters, heart and hustle um, tournament. And I'm just curious how you, how you feel about participating in an event that is, is really the legacy of a, a great, great a basketball player who, who came through this area in Mackenzie forest. Um, Logan, I know probably being at Lakewood, you're, you're very familiar with her and her legacy. I'm just, you guys have talked throughout the course of this, this conversation about kindness and how much it does matter. Uh, what does it feel like to be able to play in the first ever basketball tournament? That's really a testament to all that. Logan, since maybe you are familiar with the McKenzie story and maybe you can go first. Yeah, um, I got to know little Mac at some camps growing up and she was always just so nice to me and super competitive on the court, of course, but um, made an effort to try and make a connection with younger girls like me. And that kindness was just amazing to me. And so I'm super excited to be playing in this tournament. And I'm also excited about the teams that are playing. Like Maddie, I've gotten to know through my club team, and she's amazing. And all the Green Mountain girls are awesome. And Saya, I don't personally know, but we've played against each other for years. And it's always like high competition games. And we always end up guarding each other, but we always have a, a fun time. And she's super nice. So I'm so excited that of the teams in Jeffco that these are the four teams that are playing. Yeah, it's definitely an honor to be able to commemorate the memory of Mackenzie and being able to play in these games with such amazing teams in Jeffco. Uh, Jeffco within itself is a family, uh, even though we do compete against each other. I know that uh, during the summer, the Green Mountain team was cheering on my team. And even though we're rivals during season, it's really nice to see everyone come together for such an important cause. Yeah, I think it's a really great opportunity for all of the teams that are playing in Jeffco to play for something bigger than, than just a game. It's, it's a, just remembering her and, and playing, playing for something higher than what we normally do. Well, I want to thank all three of you for, for being a part of this. This has been fantastic. Uh, I've learned a lot. You are all incredibly well-spoken your uh, testament to your your school and to your uh, your parents. My dog agrees with you uh, in the background. She uh, she loved what you guys had to say. But I really want to thank all of you and good luck in the tournament and good luck throughout the course of the season. You guys are, are great leaders and role models. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, you have bright futures ahead of you. Thank you for uh, for sharing some time with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for you. Thank yeah. you.